0: coming up p.e. classes mean girl harasses and naked asses plus satan in the news ask the goat and whatever the hell else we can come up with on this condemned episode of kiss the goat
1: is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin
0: candle for the sinners set the world on fire. The circle is closed and no one may exit without the express written permission
2: of Australian Rules Football. This is episode 33 of Kiss the Goat and welcome to it. Hey, let's all join hands to the secret squirrel handshake and send our greetings beyond the veil to our patron
3: saint, Mr. John Carradine. And this is John Carradine. and witches, I pray, I know the secret. Full moon killing thing. I'm going to take the brain of a lesbian and put it into the body of a man who works for the telephone company. But why? What good will this do anybody? It'll show those fools who call me mad. Huh. We're moving forward
0: through our list of films that were condemned by the Catholic League of Decency.
2: And there are a lot of great movies on that list, but a lot of them have nothing to do with the devil, which is. Kind of sad. Yeah, but it's fun for us to talk about some movies that we
0: normally wouldn't get to cover on this show, like the movie we're doing for this episode, which is one of our favorites.
2: You know, I think I've watched this movie about eight times since the beginning of the year. We're not even halfway (laughs) through the year yet, either just because I wanted to or for another podcast. But, you know, I keep getting more and more out of it every time I watch it.
0: So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, it'll be time for the only news that matters Satan in the news. Back in a splash of pig's blood. Howdy,
3: folks! Black blood,
4: violence, freaks... you come to the right place. My name is Gary and I am your guide to the Beef Podcast. Every episode, we not only deliver film reviews, we also dismantle some of your favorite and most hated films, sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse.
3: Hey, 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 you shut your face! If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet!
4: Alright, calm down, calm down. Every show I hope to have a new co-host, Podcasters, listeners alike. That's right, I'm talking to you people. I take all comers.
2: You're slats.
4: That's not very nice. The only rules, well, let's ask the best cooler in the business. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. Three... So join the insanity, and please, vent your frustrations. I'm available on Shoe, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. And remember, here at the Send the Beef Podcast, if you got beef, I've got the grinder.
2: And now it's time to visit Mr. Robertson's Neighborhood. Find out what Reverend Pat has to say to us today.
5: Hi, I'm 14, and I grew up listening to rock music. Recently, I've been obsessed with the rock band. Some of their songs have some strange lyrics. Now, my dad is telling me that I should second-guess listening to their music. I love Christian music, too, but I find myself not letting go of my rock music because that's what I was born listening to. So can I listen to both rock and Christian music? Please help.
4: Um. It depends on what rock you're listening to. I mean, some of the stuff is just evil. It's, they used to talk about kill your parents, and there were just some evil things, and there were uh, odes to Satan. And so you don't want that stuff coming into your mind. Uh, there's some beat that's out there that, you know, probably isn't all that bad, although. Uh, in one Indian context, they were playing rock music, and, and the person said, why are you calling on the demons? Because that was the kind of music they used to, to you know, summon demons. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow.
2: We're back, and it's time to travel off to the blasted lands to hear from our intrepid news correspondent, Cindy Fallon. Acolytes, it's time for Satan in the News.
5: Lucifer in the Flesh Former House Speaker John Boehner proclaimed Senator Ted Cruz to be, quote, Lucifer in the Flesh, end quote. Both politicians are part of the same grand old party of Republicans, so you might imagine a bit more camaraderie between them. Boehner made no attempt to walk back his feelings for the Texas senator and said, quote, I have Democratic friends and Republican friends. I get along with almost everyone but I have never worked with a more miserable son of a bitch in my life.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful.
5: I love it. (laughs) While Senator 10 Cruz has warranted much disgust from Democrats, liberals, independents, constitutionalists, atheists, people who want to uphold the constitutional separation of church and state, and people who want to uphold freedom of religion. Wait, where was I? The list is long. Oh, yeah. (laughs) While Cruz is disliked by many, it was still surprising to hear a man who wishes to make our country a theocracy for his own version of evangelical Christianity, to be likened to the Dark Lord himself, especially by a fellow Republican. Members of the Satanic Temple, as well as other sects of Satanism, were also offended by the diabolical comparison. Satanic Temple spokesman Lucian Greaves responded, quote, Cruz's failures of reason, compassion, decency, and humanity are products of his own Christian pandering, if not actual Christian faith. It grows tedious when pedophile priests and loathsome politicians are conveniently dismissed as satanic, even as they spew biblical verses and prostrate themselves before the cross, recruiting the Christian faithful. Satanists will have nothing to do with any of them." Greaves went on to say about the Republicans being discussed, quote, These are simple minded people. Our situation in the United States politics is much worse than you can imagine, end quote. Greaves continued on the topic of American politics by saying, quote, I think he is a real disaster. I think he is possibly one of the worst. I think we have been on a race to the bottom for a long time now, and you keep thinking it can't get worse, and people wise up after a clown like Palin or George Bush. But then you see people lining up around Ted Cruz, end quote. Until recently, Senator Cruz has been running a campaign to be the GOP candidate for presidency of the United States. He has since suspended his campaign, despite saying that God himself told him to run for presidency. Cruz never missed a moment to mention his religiosity as one of the biggest distinctions between himself as a Republican frontrunner and Donald Trump. Senator Cruz, like many right-wing conservatives in American politics, aims to use his religion to oppress women's rights, the freedoms of the LGBTQIA community, the freedoms of non-Abrahamic religions, non-theists, and science. Cruz even took the stage at a Republican rally where the preacher who brought him on stage preached that homosexuals should be put to death. Thereafter, Cruz took to stage, greeting the gullible audience with a smile and continued pandering to their extremist evangelical beliefs. This is American politics these days, but it is not Satanism. Satanism wouldn't dare to be as insidious and malignant as the grand old party. Even Satan has standards. Right.
2: <laughs> now what what? There was also, for a while, some people who thought that Ted Cruz was the Zodiac Killer.
5: Oh, yeah, I saw that. Which
2: I think is, <laughs> that's really funny. He's far too young to be the Zodiac Killer, but still, I mean, yeah.
5: I saw the. Um, there was a meme posted. They took a picture of the TV when it said Senator Cruz suspended his campaign, and they circled the letters to spell out Zodiac.
1: I, know, I <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That was pretty great.
5: I don't know where they came up with that from, the whole Zodiac killer thing. I I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I to put on that.
5: Still though, that was
2: that was, some, that was some funny shit, so <laughs> I could, I chose to believe it just because it was amusing.
5: Oh yeah, and the other thing is, um Katy Perry is John Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hadn't heard that? No, man. Wow. <laughs>
2: That's a good one. Wow.
5: Yeah, there's a lot of that going around, too. Huh. Probably the same people. <laughs> As Ted Cruz being the Zodiac Killer. That's
2: really funny. Okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> in space, no one can hear you scream. A team of astronomers at the University of Cambridge have discovered what some called hell in space. Located merely... 40 light years. And that sounds a little close, but I read it over and over again. It said 40 light years. From our planet, the super-Earth has a surface temperature of 4,352 degrees Fahrenheit. That's half as hot as our sun and only a few degrees hotter than Arizona. Yeah. The hellish. Yeah, I wish I wasn't joking. <laughs> the hellish landscape is theorized to consist of seas of lava, Pools of magma and large volcanoes. With a face of molten lava, the planet may look like Deadpool without his mask. And like Deadpool, it is facing cancer. Well, a star in the constellation of Cancer, to be exact. (laughs) Satan in psychiatry. With organized religious continuous assaults on the sciences, we are learning more and more how patients are being deprived of professional psychiatric treatment in the name of prayer. Sadly, 40% of people with severe psychiatric illnesses, disorders, and injuries have not received treatment within the past year in the United States. This has allowed the mouth of hell to open up in the form of unregulated, dangerous religious facilities taking the guise of mental health treatment centers. While rejecting science and medicine, these Christian cons are falsely identifying symptoms of mental illness as manifestations of evil. Dark Ages, much? Mm. In Nashville, sorry guys. There fist- <laughs> is a. what is it. All right. I don't know what's uh. wrong. With- I always say, "What the fuck is wrong with Tennessee?" And you always tell me not to go blanket statementing. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, but now I'm just kind of feeling overwhelmed with
5: <laughs> terrible things. Well, in Nashville, there is a facility that focuses on how to rid women of their evil ways. They devour girls and women from the ages of 13 to 28 and deprive them of mental health and force religion upon them instead. Founder Nancy Alcorn says God himself told her to form these treatment clinics. With several facilities across the country, Alcorn now earns a salary of a quarter million dollars a year. Mercy Affiliates also exists in Canada, the UK, and New Zealand. You're welcome, world!
1: Uh,
5: Are you familiar with this? No. Okay. Alcorn of Mercy Multiplied, the artist formerly known as Mercy Ministries, has proudly said, quote, If there's demonic activity, like if somebody has opened themselves up to the spirit of lust or pornography or lots of promiscuous sexual activity, then we've opened the door for demonic powers. And secular psychiatrists want to medicate things like that, but Jesus did not say to medicate a demon. He said to cast them out, and that's supposed to be a part of normal Christianity. The practices within these facilities are rooted in charismatic Christian movements. This includes laying on of hands, prophecy, healings by the Holy Spirit, and deliverance. As charismatic Christians believe all ills are rooted in demonic influence, the goal is to help the patients rid themselves of the demon of depression, the demon of anorexia, the demon of lust, etc., Sometimes they believe it is a generational demon that is passed down through generations within the family. For example, when a patient has been prescribed Xanax for nocturnal panic attacks by legitimate secular psychiatrists, the Staff of Mercy withholds the medication from the patient. For example, when a patient has been prescribed Xanax for nocturnal panic attacks by legitimate secular psychiatrists, the Staff of Mercy withholds the medication from the patient and instead gives the suffering patient a piece a paper titled peaceful sleep on it a line from (laughs) sorry (laughs) no yeah oh i'm sorry dear trust me on it on it a line from psalms reads he grants sleep to those he loves end quote the implication is that if the psychiatric patient is having problems sleeping as is a symptom of so many mental illnesses that it is because they are not loved enough by god Patients are taught that prayer heals all, and that if they are not healed it is because they are not good enough Christians. This method of depriving medication from patients goes beyond even the psychiatric issues that are exacerbated by such malice, but also bleeds into physical ailments as well. When the facility broke out in mono, the patients were forced to exercise the mono demons by banishing them from room to room. Staff members would routinely scream at the patients in an effort to cast out the demons of mental and physical illness. Alcorn insists that these ailments are manifestations of demonic oppression. Patients who suffered from sexual molestation and rape were told to envision Jesus watching their rape and absolving the victim of their guilt. If the patient didn't blame themselves for being molested or raped and therefore couldn't imagine Jesus forgiving them for a guilt they didn't feel, they were told to try harder. The victim blaming continued in that any patient who wasn't healed within their allotted time frame was thought to not believe in God strong enough to allow the freedom of healing. If you didn't get better by being deprived of proper medical treatment and weren't cured of incurable ailments, it's because you didn't love Jesus enough to free yourself from the demons my god
2: yeah that's fairly um that's fairly common and it's growing and that's Be- weird i mean fuck it i've been delivered so many times i may as well work for the postal system i mean <laughs> and, ugh, and, and and here i am look at me now boys and girls oh
5: and they're unregulated specifically in this facility um they were told patients who would go there were under the impression that they were going to be you know in medical treatment you know mind body spirits and it turns out that the people who actually did have um psychiatric training or actual counseling training therapy training were not allowed to even use that in the facility there was a one size fit all prayer program and that was it and they said their numbers have grown from um people that do this sort of practice from 10,000 to 50,000 and continues to grow It's untenable.
0: I'm sorry. It's untenable. I mean, how unethical and irresponsible do you have to be?
5: And that's the thing. They don't have ethics to abide by because they're not federally regulated because they are not recognized as therapists or psychiatrists or an actual mental health facility. It's considered quote Christian counseling, which is unregulated.
2: So, Basically, anybody who goes to a two-year program to get a Christian counseling degree can do this.
5: You don't even need a Christian counseling degree. There is... um. There is an organization of Christian counselors that are, you know, there is an organization of that. But that's just a small minority of them. There's a vast majority of Christian counselors who are not even organized. There was a story recently, which I didn't include in this, where a young man attempted to commit suicide because he was in a Christian counseling treatment. There's only two people um, leading the treatment center. And um, he attempted to commit suicide because they made him Gold coat turkey. Off of his psychiatric medications, which causes a lot of people to kill themselves.
1: Right.
5: Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, again, mm-hmm. there's no regulation. And since psychiatric need is just an ongoing issue and there's not enough psychiatrists in the country to fill need, more and more people are turning to these Christian services. especially uh, Especially if they can't afford health insurance and the Christian services are offering it for free.
0: Yeah, I get that. I mean, if you're in a desperate situation, you're bound to go for anything that you can can have access to.
2: But Well, and I'm sure that they get a lot of free promo through the churches, too. You know?
5: Well, that's the thing. They said not only are um, Christian governors promoting their facilities and churches, but also... Um... Music bands, Christian music bands, sports figures, a lot of whole pro- high-profile people, like people in the NFL, are promoting specifically this facility I was discussing. So, you know, their role models are doing it, and they're sending money to these places. So,
2: and what kind of success rate do they have?
5: Well, it depends. Um, they did post something on their website about how 85% of patients responded that they, you know, fared better after treatments, but when they looked at it of 85%, I believe they said that was consisting of um, 11 people. Oh,
2: wow. (laughs) So, it's like Tennessee's graduation rate. (laughs)
5: There you go. And most of the people that didn't respond well simply had nothing more to do with the facility. A lot of the women, once they were released, just went into hiding, had no contact with their friends or family, just had nothing more to do with society.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you spend that much time with so many people telling you that, you know, everything is basically your fault. And because it sounds like what they're teaching is, you know, just cross your legs. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's
5: horrifying. Uh, Wow, I need a drink. (laughs) Malevolent Malaysia. On a recent episode of Kiss the Goat, I reported students who were thought to be possessed fainting in the Philippines. As reported, this wasn't an isolated incident, as has happened before in schools in different regions of the world. Now reports are coming out of three Malaysian schools of students in mass hysteria, claiming they are seeing and physically feeling demons. Just like the British film The Falling, based off of similar reports, some teachers are also alleging to be affected by the evil spirits. While some experts write it off as teenage angst or a heat wave, others are less likely to subscribe to the scientific reasoning. Some locals attribute the apparent possessions to the spirit of Pontianak, also known as Montianac or Lanak. Don't make me say those over again. Kuntilana. It... (laughs) it is sometimes shortened to Kunti. The evil spirit has been depicted in many movies in Indonesia and Malaysia. The Kunti is believed to be the spirits of women who died while pregnant. Although the spirits reside in banana trees during the day, they do hunt people. If unseen, the Kunti will dig into your stomach with her long fingernails to eat your organs. If seen, she will suck your organs out of your head. Yeah. Before you have the idea that having your head sock turns you on, the Kunti will also rip off a male's sex organs. It is said that if you drive a nail into the spirit's head or neck, it makes her turn into a beautiful woman and a good wife. <laughs>
0: that always works for me.
5: <laughs> if the nail is removed, she resorts back to her evil ways. Local shamans have been summoned to the schools to exercise the evil spirits. Hopefully, it is done before women are found with nails in their head and necks in mass hysteria. Reporting from hell, this is the original sin, Cindy Sin Fallon. You put a nail in their neck or head to turn them into a beautiful woman slash good wife. Well, sometimes the Kunti does appear as a beautiful woman to begin with. Mm-hmm. Just to lure, lure a man into, you know, suck out his organs and rip off his... Like you do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, like it's like a Friday night, you know, it's what you do. Um but sometimes she does appear as this pale skinned, red eyed, long dark haired woman who, you know, is just an evil spirit. So but if like I said, if you get that nail in the side of her head or the side of her neck or the nape of her head, she'll she'll turn beautiful and be a docile wife for you. All right. So
2: if you want to Have a good, docile wife, you just need to nail her?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That seems legit. Does that work?
5: That sounds about right, yeah.
0: (laughs) Keep her happy in bed, she'll be happy everywhere else.
5: (laughs) Well, she lives in banana trees during the day, so you don't even need to keep her inside.
2: She happy she lives during in the banana day, trees,
5: apparently. she doesn't even need a man. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's the whole phallic symbol. I wonder if that's why it's banana trees. Uh,
2: well, probably because if they're telling a, a succubus tale, uh, there's got to be some phallic influence there somewhere. Hey, succubus tale. <laughs> 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 you two.
0: I know what you're thinking. Where can I get more sin? Well, I'll tell you.
2: No, I'll tell you. Rude. Fine, we'll both tell you.
0: <laughs> you can find sin reporting on the issues that affect the LGBTQI community and sometimes satanic simple stuff on Terrestrial Radio. Listen to the Garrett Lewis Show on KNST in Tucson, or find her on the podcast from the same show. You
2: can also join her Facebook group, Modern Witch Executions, Never Again the Burning Times. She's also an admin for our Facebook page, which is simply called Kiss the Goat. She's all over that thing.
0: You can also follow her at Beach File or her brand spanking new Satan in the News account on Twitter. And I think that's it. If there's anything
2: else, it'll tell you herself. That's right. You don't fuck with sin. We are going to take a break, and when we return, we'll try to figure out exactly why the Catholic League of Decency felt the need to condemn Brian De Palma's film, 1976, Carrie, back in a few.
0: Plug it up!
4: <laughs> Hello. Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Oh, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm going to hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's
3: that noise?
4: Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Uh Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. Most episodes they look at two different horror movies. Each episode they look at A World of the Strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors, discographies, and talk about them. Hmm. Do you have a boyfriend? Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? Well, you could go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, are you going to ask me out? Um...
2: Welcome back to Kiss the Goat, and if you're wondering what the hell we're doing now, I'll let Cootie explain.
0: Well, from the 1930s to the mid-'80s, the Catholic Church had kind of their own rogue rating system for the movies. They established a group called the League of Decency. Now, the League took it upon themselves to decide whether a movie was, well, decent enough for millions of Catholics to watch.
2: The League actually condemned some movies. So that means that if a Catholic went to see a condemned movie, they were committing a carnal sin. So that's millions of people being told not to go see a movie. You can imagine the kind of box office impact that a declaration like that could have. So
0: under the guise of us being some sort of a comparative religion show, we're looking at some of our favorite movies from the old condemned list, and we've seen a lot of them. And we're reviewing them for the show.
2: And here we are. <laughs> and we're taking. <laughs> and we're taking a look at a movie that we've seen easily a bazillion times. Uh, Brian De Palma's adaptation of Stephen King's first book, Carrie.
3: It's the night of the senior prom. The Bates High School gym is alive with excitement. Everybody is there. Even Carrie White. The girl no one likes. Oh, sorry about this incident, Cassie. It's Carrie! And everyone makes fun of her. Carrie! Free Carrie! <laughs> the girl who lives in that creepy house with her crazy mother. No! no!
4: Help us any woman see the sin of her days and ways. Show her that if she had remained sinless, the curse of blood would never have come on her.
3: The girl with the strange power. If i
5: concentrate hard enough, I can move things.
3: But tonight, no one will laugh at Carrie. If
4: you don't have a date to the prom next Friday, would you like to go with me?
3: She's with the best-looking boy in the senior class.
4: He's trying to trick me, okay?
3: She'll be voted queen of the prom. You know, I can make sure that you don't hurt Carrie White anymore. For Carrie it will be a dream come true. For everyone else, it will be a nightmare. (coughs) Carrie. (coughs) A new film by Brian De Palma. Based on the chilling bestseller. Starring Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, and introducing John Travolta in his first motion picture role. Ah! If you have a taste for terror, ah! you have a date with Carrie.
0: Easily a bazillion times.
2: Because that's a real number. <laughs> <It is.
0: laughs> And it seems like an exaggeration, but trust me, acolytes, we have seen this movie a bazillion times.
2: Holy fuck! Um, so we need to talk about the very beginning of the film, which is um, the, the locker room scene.
0: <laughs> it's probably one of the most famous or infamous um, <laughs> movies or scenes from a horror movie. Um, yeah, pretty little Miss Breadhead
2: taking a shower. Pretty lots of. People taking a shower. There are so many naked people in this locker room, and it's all slow motion, and there's like this really pretty, like, violin music playing. It's kind of like if you were trying to make Porky's 2 a (laughs) (laughs) rom-com. So we get to see a lot of people who are not famous at that time, but about to become famous, like PJ Soles and Nancy Allen, and for some reason, Edie McClurg, and (laughs) just running around (laughs) naked. And it's the 70s, of course, so it's a goddamn jungle in there. It's like, you know, pelts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they're all supposed to be these teenage girls, which I guess that makes that kind of disturbing, that they're all underage, running around buck-ass naked.
2: (laughs) Well, they're, they're seniors, at least. I guess that helps. Some of them may have been over 18
0: maybe some of them yeah,
2: maybe um okay go ahead
0: no no go ahead
2: no i was just gonna say we see all these pretty people naked and then we get to where um sissy spacek is showering which of course she plays carrie and it's like the slowest moest shower in the world <laughs> I think she washes like the top part of her leg 14 times
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: She's she's
0: very uh very intent on that soap bar, making sure that she scrubs every square inch of her body. Yeah. And she is just the palest, palest little redhead you can imagine. So the hot water leaves her skin just this sunburn red.
2: Yeah. It's like she's been smacked a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so anyway, she's showering in this slow-motion shower scene, of which we get to see a disturbing amount of her, her young body. Um, and she starts bleeding, uh,
2: gets her first period, and freaks the fuck out. <laughs> first of all, I just want to say the shower head in this movie looks looks remarkably penile. It, is...
0: it really does, and it's more like a mister <laughs> than a shower head. <laughs>
2: That would make sense to have a mister have a penis shaped head. <laughs> That's a mister, mister. Um, but this is yeah, this is really one of the worst first period stories I've ever heard in my life. I've heard mm-hmm. a couple, um, but this one's really bad. And she goes kind of lurching into the locker room like the Frankenstein monster. She's got. Carried blood up to her elbows. Yeah, blood up to her elbows, and she's kind of not even walking. She's just kind of tilting back and forth between her feet, just shifting her weight and shuffling forward.
0: Absolutely panic stricken, screaming for the girls in the locker room to help her. Now, these girls don't like her. (laughs) (laughs) No shit. The movie starts off with them playing a volleyball game. That's, like, the, actually the first scene. Um, they're playing a volleyball game, and Carrie misses when the ball comes at her, and everybody cusses her and, like, smacks her as they walk past her to go into the, the uh, locker room area. So it's already established that she's not real
2: popular. I like how Nancy Allen just walks by her and says, You eat shit! <laughs> exactly. Just eat shit! What?!
0: god damn girl simmered down it was a fucking volleyball game in gym class <laughs> there's nothing at stake here
2: jesus so then the gym teacher comes in and i that's betty buckley i think she was in eight is enough is that her claim to fame i don't fuck i think it was eight is enough anyway she comes in and she's like what's going on what's going on what's going on and when they realize that All the girls have backed Carrie into the shower and are hurling tampons and maxi pads at her and yelling for her to plug it up. She does the rational thing and just starts fucking hitting people. (laughs) She starts slapping the other girls and pushing them and she gets into the shower and she grabs Carrie by the shoulders and starts basically beating the shit out of her. She does. She shakes her, and she slaps her real hard across the face
0: and starts telling her to grow up and take care of herself. Like, damn,
2: woman. It's weird. It's like there's so much for that stereotype of a compassionate teacher, you know? It's great. Yeah, she kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, I still can't figure her character out. I really can't, because she veers... So quickly back and forth between having sympathy for Carrie and wanting to, you know, smack the shit out of her.
0: I think she's been doing that job too long.
2: No kid. (laughs) Oh, and one more thing, of course, this is the '70s, so there are some great hairstyles, and Amy Irving is in this movie, and she worked with De Palma again in the Fury. And in both of those movies, her hair looks like the entire Mars Volta. Just a giant fucking (laughs) fiber optic lamp. Just amazing. Yeah, she's got a serious
0: white girl fro going on. And the funny thing is when we were at Tent last night, I realized that when I was in high school, like my junior year, senior year, my hair looked very much like that. That's (laughs)
2: hilarious. (laughs)
0: And, it cut. and this short haircut it was kind of a bob. And, of course, I've got naturally curly hair. And the shorter that shit is, the bigger it is. And I would just shove it angrily behind my ears. And that was my hairstyle. That was it.
2: Just makes me want to sing Televators just really loud.
0: <laughs> you get me enough tequila and put me in the cab of a pickup truck and I'll sing Televators yeah, right? really loud.
2: I have seen that happen. <laughs> So, the next scene, I guess, is one of my favorite scenes in this movie because it reminds me of everything I fucking love about the 70s. Okay? It's the scene in the principal's office. The principal is smoking cigarettes in his office. Oh. Betty. Buck- so is
0: the gym teacher.
2: Yeah, they're both smoking. She's wearing Terry cloth gym shorts that have Carrie's blood on them. <laughs> he may as well have a fucking bottle of bourbon in his in his desk and I'm just like this is so 70s nobody gave a fuck you could do whatever <laughs> you wanted wherever you wanted is this a nursery can I smoke cool <laughs> can I shoot up heroin between my toes that's awesome I'm going to do it it's just a goddamn 70s and I'm never going to shame again <laughs>
0: Right, right. Well, and this scene is the first glimpse that we get um, that Carrie not only is very stunted, because that was made very obvious in the previous scene, but that she has a little extra special talent.
2: She's got a third nipple. (laughs) Is that not what you're referring to?
0: I I missed that in the shower scene. Where did they hide that? I
2: think she washed it off because she was... (laughs) Scrubbing so intently.
0: Let's see, I'd have. <laughs> Is that a redhead thing? I mean, like a or natural a redhead nipple? thing. No, the whole like obsession with scrubbing and showering.
2: Oh, Jesus! I, fuck! I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know.
0: My ex-girlfriend was like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Was, like, insane about showering. Anyway. I don't know. So, yeah, um, the gym teacher is in there, and she's telling the principal about what happened uh, in the locker room after gym class. And Carrie is sitting in the waiting room, you know, looking around furtively, and kids are walking past her in the hallway and looking in and making faces and making comments. And so uh, the principal calls Carrie into the office after he hears the whole story, and he keeps calling her Cassie. And the gym teacher keeps correcting him. Like, she corrected him before Carrie came in. She corrected him twice while Carrie was in there. Carrie corrected him twice while she was in there. This is like a a two-and-a-half-minute sequence. So it's like, (laughs) bitch, please. You've been corrected like six times in the last two-and-a-half minutes, and you still insist on calling her Cassie. So it pisses her off. And you see her get that look in her eyes, and they get all big, and the fucking um, ashtray that was sitting on his desk, like, explodes and flies off into the floor, and she goes running out. So she goes home for the rest of the day.
2: And as she's walking home, um, there's this kid on a bike who's, like, first he's behind her, and then he's in front of her, and then he kind of, like, whips around and gets back up behind her, and... (laughs) Sneaks up on her and he goes, creepy Carrie, creepy Carrie. <laughs> Obnoxious little turd. And that kid is the director's nephew. That's Cameron De Palma. He is now a composer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, good on him. Yeah. Learned something, didn't you, fuckers? Hey. Anyway, she sends him off into the yard. Just, he wrecks his bike and he's like, eh. He, he cries like that. Eh! Sounds like a calf.
0: Yeah, pretty much exactly like that. So there's the second time we see Carrie exercise her powers when she sends the whiny little boy flying over the handlebars of his bicycle. (laughs) Um, That's what you get
2: for being a cock. Anyway, Yeah, right? Uh, Nah, go ahead. (laughs) This is how much we like this movie. We're like jumping over each other to talk about it.
0: That's that's what this episode's going to be. Is yeah. us interrupting each other. <laughs> but no, anyway, so Carrie goes home and this is when we get introduced to Carrie's psychotic fucking mother.
1: Margaret.
0: Margaret goes to a neighbor's house and uh, this neighbor is day drinking, watching soap operas.
2: That a girl. <laughs> You know, she's also, she's also Amy Irving's mother, by the way, the girl yes. with the Mars Volta hair.
0: Yes. What is her character's name? Sue? Sue Snell. Sue. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes to visit Sue's mother and. Um... <laughs> she's I don't know what the fuck she's doing is she's she's selling books, isn't she? Is she selling books or is she just going door to door preaching? I think she's just preaching, but uh, Sue's mother ends up giving her money anyway. And it's kind of like here, take this money and leave. So, yeah.
2: like, here's $10. Please <laughs> shut the hell up and get out of my house.
0: Yeah, so she gets insulted, and she's just like, you know, okay, fine, and she starts to leave, and she stops at the door and turns around and raises one hand and says, I pray that you find
2: Jesus. Which Amelia made me think of, I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion, just <laughs> that kind of weird fanaticism, and it doesn't get any better because you know, Carrie gets home and her mother gets home, and Margaret gets a phone call, and it's from the school and it's the school who ends up saying, "Hey, guess what? There was an incident. Um, your daughter you know, started her period today during gym and all the other girls assaulted her basically." And, you and
0: the probably, gym teacher may or may not have slapped the shit out of her, right. or, you know.
1: You might want
2: to you might want to sue, but we'd appreciate it if you didn't. <laughs> exactly. So, that's when that's when Margaret has her first freak out. We already know she's a little bit weird, but once she learns that Carrie has, quote, become a woman, and quote, the shit kind of hits the fan.
0: She goes apeshit. She starts accusing Carrie of sinning. Like, the only reason she started her period is because she had impure thoughts.
2: Well, she's a late because bloomer. Because sex... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow
0: the reason she started her period is because she sinned against God, and so God cursed her. Like each – like like the original curse, air quotes, on Eve is only given to each woman if they sin. That wasn't just a curse across the board, you know, everybody's got it from here
2: on. It's, no, that's, that's an opt-in.
0: Yeah, you specifically <laughs> – specifically have to sin so she flips the fuck out on carrie i think
2: that and... boy's cute oh why does my stomach hurt yeah
0: <laughs> exactly right like at 16 she's gonna look at a guy and go oh i want to suck his cock oh shit i'm bleeding no
2: <laughs> there goes my Imagine. weekend
0: so she flips out on carrie starts reading her from this book that's not the bible
2: i don't fucking know what this book is the title page says, "The Sin of the Woman." <laughs> oh,
0: that's right. It did say that. <laughs> I'd like to smack her upside the head with that book.
2: And Margaret starts freaking out. You know, Carrie's like, "Why didn't you tell me that this was going to happen to me?" <laughs> you should have told. Should have told me, me, Mama. Yeah, and Margaret's just like, "There was the Eve, and then the Raven came, and the Raven <laughs> had a banana." And the banana was filled with a penis, and then blood, and sin, things, just just total insanity, just psychobabble, it's horrifying.
0: Yeah, so Carrie is all distraught and upset, because she feels like her mother should have prepared her for this common life event that every woman experiences, but she didn't, so, you know, she's upset, and angry and Carrie's mother is upset and angry because her daughter has sinned and so she's been cursed by God so it's this the, Carrie is on her knees like pleading with her mother and her mother is like repeat this first that I'm saying and Carrie's like no so it culminates with Margaret grabbing Carrie by the arm and dragging her into a closet which I'm guessing is actually more like a pantry because right off of the kitchen it's a little bitty room slings her into the prayer closet is what she calls it and shuts the door and bars it so that carrie can't get out (laughs) now this fucking prayer closet oh god (laughs) it's it's got candles in it for one thing so immediately carrie lights a candle and hanging on the wall is a figure of Jesus that looks more like Frank Zappa than Jesus. (laughs) And he's got these glowing werewolf eyes and he's got arrows sticking out of his torso. Why does Jesus look like he came out of a battle with orcs and Lord of the Rings? (laughs) He's got like eight arrows sticking out of his chest. I'm so confused by this. He's got four. Know, it seemed like a lot more.
2: Well, yeah, it's interesting because you know, really, he, there's the wounds in his hands, and then there's the wound from the spear, and then there's the wounds in his feet. But this, you know, werewolf Jesus in the prayer closet <laughs> has four arrows that like start at his chest and kind of go down into his abdomen, like almost in a straight line. And I don't know where they came up with that, because that's not right. It's not accurate in
0: any way, shape, or form, but that's not the first inaccuracy in Margaret's religion.
2: Or is it the last? (laughs) No, it's not (laughs) the last either. (laughs) So let's get back back to the mean girls, because the mean girls are important here. Right, right. Um, The next day at gym class, which Carrie has, you know, the week off from gym, (laughs) as well she should, 'Cause goddamn uh, <laughs> her first period's kinda rough. So the gym teacher says, you know, basically because of what you did to Carrie, if I had my way, I would string you all up by your uterine lining and set you on fire. But <laughs> they're not gonna let me do that. So what's gonna happen is you're gonna get a week of detention. I did With me. Yeah, I did, yeah, with me. I did want to keep you from going to prom, but I was talked out of that, so now you just get detention, which means you get to run for an hour and a half. <laughs> this makes the Mean Girls uh, mostly Nancy Allen's character. and I can't remember... What's her name? Do you remember? No, not off the top of my Let's head Let's just now. call her Nancy Allen, because I'd rather do that <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Nancy Allen is, is just... It just makes her hate Carrie more. She's got misplaced anger. It's not like, oh, okay, well, I guess I really shouldn't have done that. It's just like, Carrie's such a bitch. How dare she bleed on her period? You
0: yeah, right. <laughs> so, So basically, she... she
2: she gets banned from prom because she smarts off to the gym teacher and think... falls off and slaps the shit out of her too. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, she slaps her again and I think she knees her in the gut and maybe does an F5 on her, just picks her up over her shoulders and throws her onto the ground. I don't know.
0: Pokes out her eyes. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Lots of violence. Lots of violence. Yeah. And you know what? You just you just you, you just can't teach that way anymore. <laughs> it's sad. It is. God, I miss the good old days. Um, So anyway, Nancy Allen comes up with a plan, and the plan involves her dumbass boyfriend, whose name is Billy, and Billy is played by John Travolta. Now, (sighs) this is not a great role for him. I mean, it got him noticed, I know, and it was like his first big movie role, but he's not good.
0: Is that the word I'm looking for? (laughs) He's the same fucking character in Carrie that he was
2: in Greece. No, he's not, because in Greece he could put together a lucid sentence. You <laughs> know this because we heard him sing. In this one, he's just a I'm not a dumb. Fu- I don't call me a dumb shit. I don't. You're crazy. I'm. <sighs> And he's constantly slapping
0: Nancy Allen, too, so that bitch gets slapped a lot in this movie, but you know what? You're kind of glad for it, because she
2: is a raging cunt. There's an undercurrent that she likes it.
0: (laughs) I think so, yeah.
2: You know, I think she just kind of digs that abuse. And again, 1976, weird shit was going down, but (laughs) yeah, I think she really enjoys getting hit. So anyway... She comes up with a plan, and she has to talk John Travolta into it. And the way that she does that is by blowing him. Now, agreed, this is a good plan. Always works for me. Yeah, this is a great way to get someone to do what you want. But at the same time, this is the worst blowjob I've ever seen in a movie in my life.
0: She keeps saying his name while she's going down on him, and I'm like woman, don't talk with your mouth full. She's like, Billy, Billy, <laughs> Billy, Billy. Like a dozen times she says his name, and he's all like, what?
2: <laughs> I'm <right laughs> Finish
0: here. what you're doing, and then say my
5: name? <laughs>
2: you have my attention. My dick is in your mouth. <laughs> what do you want? And finally, the, right. last, the last thing she says is, I hate Carrie White. And he's like, what? Who? He goes who? Why are you bringing this up now? I don't even know the fuck you're talking. Can you just get back to, you know, <laughs> Bobbin because I was okay with that. I was okay with my name too because it reminds me of who I am, but <laughs> what he needs. Yeah. There's also another plan in place for Carrie, and that's between Sue Snell and her boyfriend, Tommy Ross, played by William Cat, Yes, the greatest American hero. Oh, and Tommy Ross is so cute. Man, does he have the curls and the smile. And, yeah, he's fucking adorable in this movie. <laughs> he looks like he
0: should be, like, I don't know, right a stallion. With, like... Pretty boy. He's got shoulder-length, curly blonde hair, and just this amazing, like, crest commercial smile.
2: He plays baseball. He plays football. He writes poetry.
1: mm mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm.
2: He's just a walking advertisement for cream jeans. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So, Sue has cooked up her own plan for Carrie, and it's because she feels really shitty about what she participated in in the locker room, um, you know, the whole plug-it-up scene, and she feels like she needs to make it up to Carrie. So, she asks Tommy to take
2: Carrie to the prom instead of her. Still not a great plan, but apparently Sue has been barred from the prom anyway. Which I don't really remember them specifically saying. I don't think she was barred. I think she just well, chose how, not to go. But the gym teacher threw her out when she got to the prom. But that's later. We'll get into that.
0: <laughs> yeah. The prom so a whole yeah. other thing. <laughs> She asks Tommy to take Carrie White to the prom, and Tommy's all like, what, why, what's going on here? So he he agrees, because Sue asked him to, and he's such a nice boy, a good
4: catch. He's a nice boy, Mom, you like him, you really like him, Mama. Huddle! Oh, Huddle! Have I made a match for you? He's handsome, he's young, alright, he's 62, but he's a nice man, a good catch, true. I promise you'll be happy, and even if you're not, there's more to life than that. Don't ask me what. Yeah.
2: Don't do it. What? Don't start singing.
0: Tradition. (laughs) Tradition. (laughs)
2: Um. Tommy asks Carrie to the prom, but he asks her while she's in the library, and and she's in the library looking up um, all these books about – telekinesis because she thinks okay i can do this now i should probably find out <laughs> what i can do and, and how it works <laughs> i'm not
0: the only motherfucker on the planet who right. has heard of this
2: <laughs> right and it's so cute too because Tommy's like what are you reading and she's like books <laughs> what are they about sewing
0: <laughs> he's like okay so he asks right. her,
2: to, yeah. So he asks her to prom, and she literally runs away.
0: Literally, doesn't say a fucking word, just takes off running. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> so the gym teacher finds her after this incident, sitting on a bench um, in an alcove outside of one of the school entrances, and in
2: a she's like, alcove. "Sorry, that was your Bauhaus break <laughs> for the night."
0: Yay! Um, yeah, and so she asks her what's wrong, and she's like, nothing. And she says, well, why are you out here moping? Nothing. She finally wheedles it out of her that she was asked to the prom, and she's like, well, that's wonderful news. you know." So she gives Carrie this little pep talk and takes her inside and makes her look at herself in the mirror and tells her how beautiful she is and how and she needs to wear mascara and a little rouge. <laughs> she,
2: like, and then she smacks her and... No. <laughs> This is what Rouge looks like. Pap!
0: <laughs> you see? Aren't your cheeks all nice and rosy now? Beautiful.
2: <laughs> there's, there's there's, still a couple of problems here, because Carrie has to go home and tell Margaret that she's been asked to the prom.
0: Margaret! Well, she hasn't said yes yet.
2: Well, that's true. Well, no, she doesn't say yes until Tommy comes to the fucking house.
0: Yeah, he turns up
2: all stalker-like and
0: won't leave until she tells him yes.
2: And they, you know... It's a nice house, but it's one of those houses you walk by and you're like, There's "Some weird shit going on in there."
0: <laughs> it looks like um, it looks like fucking like it's out of the grapes of wrath, man. It's like this
2: old like fucking two story. It's a cracker box palace. It
0: really is. So you anyway, some paint or something. I don't know.
2: Something. Do something. Uh, increase that curb appeal. Do something to that lawn. <laughs> yeah. Some flocks.
0: So anyway, he uh, he basically just stalkers her into saying yes to going to prom with him. And now she's faced with having to tell Margaret that she wants to go to prom, which, you know, is another altercation.
2: Well, Margaret doesn't like men.
0: No, Margaret did not have a good experience with her husband.
2: No. Now, this doesn't mean that, I mean, she's obviously just celibate now. This doesn't mean that she's playing for the other team or anything. She just doesn't like Better at all so she tries to first she tries to forbid carrie from going mm-hmm. that doesn't work because
0: <sighs> but she says one of my favorite lines in the movie in this scene which one <laughs> she starts she starts going on about the smell the smell the dogs come slobbering i can smell that smell
2: <laughs> oh my god and she gets right up on carrie's neck and starts sniffing S- it
1: <laughs> the boys! The boys! Yes, the
3: boys! After the blood comes the boys, oh. like sniffing dogs! Oh. running and slobbering and trying oh. to find out where that Stop. smell comes from. Where the smell is, that sniff. <laughs> Listen, I know where they take the Heck, gosh, I've seen it all, right? Well, you're not going. Boris said I would. Tell that boy you're not going or going to move from here. No. Move from here and you'll never see
0: that boy again. <laughs> I'm like, God damn woman, she's a girl, not a horse.
5: Right.
2: <laughs> that's some that's some hot imprinting right there, Lou. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: Yeah, so anyway, she does. She tries to forbid Carrie from going, and Carrie is like, I'm I already said I would. I'm going, mama. I'm going. I'm going, Mama. <laughs> He's a nice
2: boy. I'm going, Mama. You'd like him, Mama. He's a nice boy. I'm going, Mama. <laughs> Why,
3: Mama?
2: Why, Mama? <laughs> there, there really is a huge connection between Carrie and the way she portrays Loretta Lynn in Cole Daughter. Oh, oh there is. <laughs> They're yeah, They're so similar. Yeah.
0: She's really good in both. So.
2: Yeah, it's just I just think that's really funny. Okay, so here's the other bad plan. Once it gets around that Tommy and Carrie are going to the prom together. Evil Nancy Allen comes up with a really horrible idea that she talks John Travolta and a couple of his thug hoodlum friends into. They sneak into a well, it's a pig farm, basically, yep. and they slaughter a pig, and they drain its blood into a gas can, and they're going to have a really nasty surprise for Carrie on prom night. Because, I think that would take a lot of skill. Well, it's probably a funnel.
0: Yeah, that, you. I would say you'd have to have a funnel.
2: You'd have to, Yeah. yeah.
0: Otherwise, most of it would just, you know, spill out on the ground and get on your shoes. And oh, it would. It.
2: Well, it would just fly everywhere, apparently. <laughs> kind of like Carrie's first period. Just nonstop fucking gouts of just <laughs> clotty, gumpy blood. So,
0: Yeah, so anyway, they drain the pig's blood, fill up the gas can, and... Uh... And
2: just keep it, I guess, like in the fridge until prom night. I,
0: I, well, I don't know. What do you do with that? Maybe.
2: You can't keep it in the trunk of your car. It's
0: hot. Well, I mean, they're not necessarily concerned about somebody getting trichinosis. So what does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they're going to be drinking the pig's blood.
2: So we go through a we go through a few um, getting ready for prom sequences. There's a cute scene of Carrie in the drugstore. And she's trying on different lipsticks and she doesn't like one. So she'll wipe it off and put on another one. And out of focus over her shoulder, the woman working the counter in the store is just staring at her like she's got seven heads. It's so funny just to look on that woman's face like, what the <laughs> fuck is this girl doing?
0: Well, what I want to know is why are you going to stand there and try on different shades of lipstick? Like, how many other people have stood there and rubbed that shit on their mouths before you got there? This is like, that's. Herpes city. Only oh, like Carrie's worried
2: about that.
0: I would be. That was all I could think of during that scene. <laughs> it was just mouth disease? It's just like, ooh, you're going to get, like, rotavirus or something. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, on this lipstick before you did.
2: She just wanted to look pretty. Oh, well, yeah. And she went with a very nice kind of natural makeup scheme. She didn't use that fucking orange lipstick she tried on there for a second. Thank the gods. Right, because that's hideous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Looks like a two dollar hooker and that stuff but she looks very pretty
2: very <clears throat> you know she ends up looking very pretty and pale and just mm-hmm. you know kind of the way you want sissy spacek to look
0: yeah she made this beautiful pale pink satin formal gown that was yeah
2: handmade of... handmade her own dress
0: mm-hmm. spaghetti straps ankle length and i'm thinking why did i not teach my kid how to sew because that would have saved me 450
2: fucking dollars well, because she knew you knew how to sew, and you could alter that dress.
0: <laughs> I should have talked her into letting me just make it. <laughs> right?
2: Sweet Jesus. <coughs> should have walked in and looked like one of the Legion of Doom. Here, honey, I made you shoulder pads with spikes on them. Enjoy prom! And
0: I, it's a hood. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> so but anyway, this, yeah, so... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: This whole time Carrie's getting her shit together for prom, it's really kind of heartwarming because you can see her start to come out of her shell and start to believe that maybe she could possibly be pretty. And maybe this is really happening. You know, she's it's it's nice. She starts to not be fucked up, Carrie, and start being normal teenage girl carry and those are really good scenes to watch and then there's the tux montage which is hideous (laughs) what the shit fuck is going on in that scene
0: i don't know they even have like this song playing and they like speed up part of the sequence including their voices (laughs) (laughs) yeah so billy and no, no not billy i'm sorry tommy And two of his friends go into the tuxedo rental store, and there's this one hipster-looking motherfucker who's just standing there in his wedge cap, with a sour look on his face. He's like, "I don't like tuxedos. I don't look good in tuxedos." And his friends are like, "The fuck are you? Have you ever even put
2: on a tuxedo?" He's like, "No, I don't. I just don't like tuxedos. I don't have the money for it." "How much you got?" "I got ten dollars." "You can rent a tux for ten dollars." "Really? Can you? Could you even rent a tux for ten bucks in 1976?" (laughs) Guess shit
0: well you could get a gallon of gasoline for like 65 cents so you can't
2: wear a gallon of gasoline well not long Fuck. <laughs> you don't give it back
5: <laughs> right right
2: so anyway everybody's getting ready for the prom and that includes sue who's on the decoration committee hanging stars from mm-hmm. the top of the gymnasium fielding questions about why she's not going to the prom with Tommy. And she's just like, we wanted to do something nice for Carrie after we fucking mentally scarred her. For the rest of her
0: life. (laughs) Yeah. Cause Sue is the one who opened up the um, pad and tampon dispenser in the locker
2: room. (laughs) She was the fucking hygiene fairy.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, um, when it comes time for prom night, Carrie is in her bedroom getting dressed, and her mother is in there walking back and forth and wringing her hands in desperation and she keeps pleading with Carrie. He's he's he, tell him you've changed your mind. I, I, I'll tell him, you stay up here, I'll go down and answer the door. I'll tell him you're sick.
1: I can see your dirty pillows. Everyone will.
0: Breast, mama. They're called breasts, and every woman has
2: them. He's not going to come. He's not going to come. Exactly. Then he's she not goes gonna into show.
0: the. He's not coming. He's not going to come. And Carrie's all like, be quiet, Mama. I'm already nervous as it is, you know.
1: Well, he's not coming.
0: He is coming, Mama. Now, stop it. I'm nervous enough.
1: No, he's not coming. He's not going to come.
0: Wow, Mama. (laughs) Wow, Mama. Awful.
2: But Tommy does show up. Yes. He's in a nice powder blue tux with ruffles yes
0: and as soon as he shows up her mother starts in on her again and grabs her by the shoulders and Carrie tells her to shut up and she flies across the room and lands on the bed all stiff like her arms down to her side and she can't say anything this happens twice
2: yeah they're all gonna laugh at you they're all gonna laugh at you mama (laughs) fall flying across the room (laughs)
1: Look, I'll tell him that you changed your mind.
0: Just sit there, Mama, and don't say a word until I'm gone. Be home early. And as soon as she leaves the bedroom, her mother sits up and says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live.
2: How many acts of horrible violence have been enacted simply just using that phrase? it's terrible
0: motherfuckers
2: right so anyway we get to the prom and the prom it's what is it love under the stars
0: yes
2: and here's the one of my favorite things about the prom scene is this band <laughs> the band they have at the prom fucking rocks i love that song <laughs> It's so good. It's like, I want them to keep playing. I don't care what Carrie does dance, dance, dance. I just want to hear this band. (laughs)
0: These
2: guys are great.
0: Yeah. And this scene is really sweet. I mean, when she's in there with Tommy, it's very much, very fairytale esque. Like, you know, Carrie has the smile on her face, even though she's scared shitless. And she's, you know, her eyes are all sparkling, and Tommy's being just genuinely really sweet to her.
2: Well, I think Tommy's got a thing for Miss Carrie. I think he does.
0: Yeah. You know, he talks her into dancing, and he's holding her close, and he kisses her, you know, and she keeps asking, why are we here? Why did you ask me? You know, and he's just giving her just simple direct answers and he keeps laughing and he helps her to be at ease and it's
2: really cool and it's not anything gross either it's not like why are we here because i want to bury my cock in your ass ah, ah, ah. It's <laughs> nothing like that it's just really it's it's really sweet and there's that one little scene before they start dancing where the gym teacher comes and sits down at the table and tommy gets up and lets them talk and they spend literally 60 seconds just staring at each other <laughs> They do. Nobody <laughs> says shit. Finally, the gym teacher's like, I remember my first prom. <laughs> and it's the weirdest fucking story. It's like, the, the whole story is she was waiting for her prom date to show up. He showed up in a pickup truck. It broke down. She had to walk the last half mile to prom, got blisters on her feet, couldn't dance. So they just sat through the entire prom and talked. And she was like, and it was magic. <laughs> it was magic. Fuck what? <laughs> How much
0: did you spend on those shoes? Exactly. That's why I didn't go to my fucking prom, fuck because I prom. knew that I would I would have to buy this expensive fucking dress, and then we would sit there for like 10 minutes, and then my boyfriend at the time would be like, this is bullshit, let's leave. And I would end up trying to fuck in the backseat of a car in this dress without
2: ripping it or getting shit on it it's just... Because you can't find a hotel room on pro on prom night.
0: Oh no no no! Those
2: those fuckers are booked up two months in advance.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, fuck prom. So anyway, once they do start dancing, it's one of those things where they're dancing in circles because you know it's a high school prom and that's apparently what you do. But while they're dancing in a circle one way, the camera <clears throat> is is low to the ground, aimed up at them, and it's traveling in a circle the opposite way that they're moving.
0: Really fast too. It's like, God, this is making me dizzy. And it does it for a good minute and
2: a half. God, it felt like five minutes. It's forever. It's just like, why are we here? Because I like you. <laughs> it's just is like, this prom or NASCAR? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Dance left.
0: Well, anyway, there is uh, a vote. There's a ballot going around, of course, because this is prom. You have to vote for the prom king and queen. Uh... Carrie and Tommy are on the ballot. What? (laughs) I smell conspiracy.
2: Right? Especially when uh, Nancy Allen's friends are the ones taking up the ballots. And, of Uh course, the vote is rigged. All All the votes go into the garbage can, and they've got another you know, 200 ballots that vote Tommy and Carrie as the king and queen. And that's that's cool. That's very sweet. And that probably would have happened anyway, you know, just because of the novelty of it. But there's bad shit afoot because Nancy Allen and John Travolta have sneaked into the prom and they are backstage. And Nancy Allen is holding on to a rope. And the rope is connected to a bucket of pig's blood right above Sissy Spacek's head.
0: Yeah. Well, they're actually literally under the stage, not even backstage. They're fucking under the stage Uh, and they've got this clever rigging. You know, the bucket is balanced precariously on a rafter above the stage and this rope is trailing down one of the um, supports along the side of the stage and it goes up underneath it and she's holding on to it. And there's this painfully long sequence where Tommy and Carrie go up to the cage the stage, rather cage. I watch too much WWE with you. (laughs) Yes. And they go up to the stage and everybody's clapping and it's all slow motion. And Carrie is just absolutely fucking beaming, you know, and they get up there and they get crowned and it keeps going back and forth between shots of them on stage and Carrie smiling. Up, it zooms up to the bucket, you know, and you see it rocking back and forth and the blood kind of sloshing in the bucket. And then it goes back to them smiling and everybody clapping in slow motion and Carrie gets a dozen roses and she's, you know, beaming out at the crowd and, you know, she can't believe this is real and that this is happening to her.
2: And then Tommy kisses her.
0: And Tommy kisses her on stage and everybody's just like, oh,
2: Aww. yeah
0: you know they're applauding even harder and
2: he's smiling he basically <laughs> doing the double gun just yes yeah. he he's like yeah Pa-pow. baby check the shit out Pa-pow. i know she's a virgin <laughs>
0: and then sue comes in the back yeah. and sue's just come in to check on things she has nothing to do with this plot she just wants to see you know and make sure that carrie's having a good time and check that tommy's treating her good i guess i don't know and she comes in and she's oh, standing there.
2: treating her good, all right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, she's standing there off to the side of the stage and see, she sees them up there, you know, and she's got her hand on that support beam that that rope is running down from the bucket. And it keeps moving and it catches her attention and she looks up and she sees the fucking bucket on the rafter. So she follows the rope down with her eyes and see that it leads under stage and she can see it's like backlit. She can see a silhouette of somebody under there with their hands on this rope about ready to pull it. So she goes running around to the front of the stage and tries to go under the stairs to get to whomever might be under there because she doesn't know who it is at this point. And she pulls – she parts the curtain under there that's, that's around the, the bottom of the stage and sees that it's Nancy Allen under there with her boyfriend – billy and she starts screaming at them and tries to like interfere and the gym teacher saw her come in so the gym teacher grabs sue up and starts dragging her out of the prom is like you can't be here you know and they're fighting sue's yanking against her but they can't hear each other because the crowd is just going nuts and yelling and clapping and stuff
2: that's that's probably the best description of that scene i've ever heard in my life you should continue because that's awesome (laughs) You were, like, really there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm, like, replaying it in my head as I'm talking about it, because I've seen it a bazillion times.
2: Right, that's awesome.
0: Mm. Sue so gets kicked out.
2: Yeah, she gets kicked out. And... I don't know if she's
0: lucky or not at this point. I keep um, playing that. It's like she yeah, lived, but at question. the same time, she's fucking traumatized.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when she leaves... Um, They put the crown on Carrie's head to officially make her queen of the prom. And that is when Nancy Allen pulls the rope. And the pig blood just spills all over Carrie. Yeah. And it's horrible. It's fucking horrible. And even though it's horrible, some people in the crowd start laughing. Like, that's really funny. Tommy's pissed. Mm-hmm. You can see, you know, in slow mo, you don't hear his voice, but he's in slow mo going, "What the hell?" You know, he's mad because it was like we were having a great time, and where did this blood come from? And then the bucket falls on his head and kills him, fractures his skull. So Carrie's having a bad night.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Her first date, this dreamy, blonde-headed guy is dead, and she's covered in pig blood, and everybody's laughing at her.
2: Yeah. And, of course, she can hear her mother in her head, they're all going to laugh at you, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. And there's that whole, De Palma does this whole kaleidoscope lens thing where there's the image in the middle and, like, five images around it spinning of all the people in the crowd laughing.
0: And Carrie gets that psycho look in her eyes, man.
2: Yeah, she just gets like really she doesn't scream, she doesn't cry. You know, she she does at the beginning when it first hits her, but then after that she just gets really calm. And her eyes get really big. And because she's so pale, it doesn't look like she has a nose anyway. So it's just like her face is just all big fucking eyes. And she's
0: rigid, and her hands are just like sticking out from the side of her body. Her arms are straight, and her hands are sticking out. And you can almost see this tremble throughout her whole body. It's fantastic.
2: And then shit goes south. The doors to the gym close and lock. You can hear kind of this electrical charge noise in the background. The fire hose comes out of its container by itself and starts spraying everybody down with water. It sprays over the stage. And when the principal, the one who called her, Cassie, comes up and tries to get people to calm down, he gets electrocuted on the mic. So now everybody's thinking you probably shouldn't have fucked with this carry chick. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't so funny. I wonder if it's too late to apologize. It's too late.
0: We're all sorry now, bitches.
2: It is far too late to apologize. Far too late. Yeah. Even the gym teachers like Well, it was kind of funny when she got doused in blood, but now I'm kind of upset. She runs up there and tries to pull Carrie aside and and stop her and Carrie's like, "Nope. Blink, blink." And this fucking, I don't know what it is, some kind of support girder thing comes yeah. down and smashes the gym teacher in the stomach against the wall so basically cuts her in half breaks her in half yeah she's gonna flops (laughs) over on top of it and then the fire starts
0: yay burn it all down carrie (laughs) i can burn it to the ground she does she She does
2: it to the ground she walks out of the gym through the doors and just leaves everybody there to burn now meanwhile of course nancy allen and john travolta have gotten away they left as soon as they pulled the blood down on her so they're driving trying to get the hell out of town because they stayed for a second to watch through the windows and they were like oh shit carrie just set all of our friends on fire this might be a good time for us to go grab a coke yeah
0: Jack and Coke, they're flying down the street in (laughs) Billy's car, drinking, passing back and forth this drink and swerving all over the road.
2: Road sodas.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And Carrie's walking home, still eyes just bulging, arms stiff straight down, hands sticking out like these weird
2: psychic
0: antennas, and she's trembling and just... (laughs) walking slowly down the street in the middle of the fucking street so they come tearing around this corner and she turns sharply and looks at them and you get that whee sound and she turns and the
2: car fucking flips and explodes into a fireball it rolls like seven times it does and then it exploded
0: <laughs> you're like there's no way those fuckers are alive and then all of nope. a sudden it blows up and you're like oh. Definitely none alive now.
2: Yeah, a little bit of overkill on Carrie's part. (laughs) A little bit. So anyway, Carrie has nowhere to go but home, and you know who's at home? Fucking Mama, Margaret. Yeah, (laughs) and Margaret's already a little bit nuts. So uh, off the deep end now, man. Jesus, Carrie comes home and she's like, "Oh, Mama, it was terrible. You were right. They all laughed at me." And then Margaret (laughs) starts talking about Carrie's dad. Oh, God, she does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She goes off. What's the first thing she says? She she says, I should have killed myself that that night when he stuck it in me. (laughs) When he stuck it in me is how she puts it. I should have killed myself the night
2: he stuck it in me.
0: Oh, she goes boy. off talking about how he
2: <laughs> he I came wonder how home. Many women are now thinking that about me because I was a dick in high school. <laughs> oh, I was a dick in uh, high school. Let's be honest.
0: Oh well. <laughs> yeah no she starts talking about how he started looking at me in that way and I knew what he was thinking and we got down on our knees and started to
2: pray for strength <laughs> She was like, "How's she put it?" Oh, but he had, he had his that roadhouse whiskey. Roadhouse
0: whiskey on his breath. That's how she put it. And I I liked it. He, he had. I could smell that roadhouse whiskey on his breath, and his dirty hands were all over my body, and I liked it. She
2: says. Basically, her entire marriage was a Nick Cave song. (laughs) It was.
0: So the one time they had sex, she got pregnant with Carrie. (laughs) And then motherfucker was like, you know what? That lay was not worth it. I am
2: out. Thanks.
0: (laughs) I am gone. (laughs) And she was like, I should have killed myself that night when he stuck it in me. And then she was like, I should have killed you. I should have taken you when you were a baby, but I was weak. (laughs)
2: I should have, I should have given you to the Lord when you were born. But that's
0: what speak. she said. Yeah, I should have given you to the Lord. So this woman is gone. That's a hell of a tithe. She is gone. Oh yeah, you're your firstborn. I know. What the fuck are you, Rumpelstiltskin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's more than ten percent. <laughs>
0: exactly. God damn. <laughs> So the woman is absolutely gone. You know, you can see by the vacant look in her eyes and the way she is just talking in this just it's terrifying. And, she, and you know, and Carrie is in her usual role of just trying to do and say whatever she can to get her mama to calm down. And she's already distraught because she just killed like 100 people at her high school. So. <laughs>
2: right. And mom won't let her get a word in edgewise. It wasn't that, how was your night? It was just like, ah, stick it in me. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Ah.
0: Carrie's on her knees crying and agreeing to whatever her mom says. Yes, Mama. Yes, Mama. And so she's like, Mama, let's pray. And her her mom's like, yeah, let's pray. And so she gets down on her knees beside Carrie. Yeah, for the last time. (laughs) And they start saying the Lord's Prayer and not even five words into it. Bitch stabs Carrie in the back, literally.
2: Yeah, like had a knife hidden under her Big, pillowy, black dress that she always wears.
0: No, it was a white dress. It was like a nightgown.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, fine. Black, white, whatever. But, yeah, in this case it was white, because that's symbolic later. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, so stabs Carrie in the back, and Carrie's like, That's not what I was expecting. (laughs) Backs away from Mother, falls down the steps, ends up in the kitchen. And, of course, Margaret's still raving with her fucking not even close to scripture thing that she believes
0: and she's smiling this just insane a, terrifying smile
2: it's a beatific smile she it, believes she is doing the Lord's it work
0: is and she is almost floating Down the stairs, she's still got the bloody fucking knife in her hand with this smile on her face. Like, she knows
2: she's doing the Lord's work. And she comes at Carrie again, like, I'm going to go ahead and just finish this job, and then I can get back to my sewing. And Carrie's like, nope! Nope! Carrie uses her telekinetic powers to... um, Crucify her mother. Crucify her, yeah. Basically, a, a hand on each side of the door jamb with a knife through each and then Carrie sends other sharp implements into Margaret's body until she ends up dying, looking just like werewolf Jesus in the prayer closet.
1: <gasps> she
2: does! Did you not pick up on that? Not until just now. Dude, Got the she's got like a fucking lemon zester in her tent and like three other weird sharp implements going right down in that line. And she even cocks cocks her head the same way when she dies.
0: With her eyes looking up towards the ceiling, just
2: like werewolf Jesus. Yes. Fucked up, bro. So fucked up. But then the house starts falling apart. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Well, and this is weird, because I've never quite figured this out. And I've talked about this with some other people, and I don't think we totally agree on it, because once the house the roof starts caving in and seriously like the roof comes into the second floor of the house. Yeah.
3: Boom. Just
2: straight down. But Carrie drags her mother's corpse into the prayer closet. So my question is if why would she try to hide from it if that was something that she was doing? So I'm never really sure why the house collapses. Dude, this happens in so many movies we've seen.
0: The evil power that sustains that house, the power that built it, the power that has sustained it for decades dies, the house collapses. It just falls in on itself like, like the power that lived in it was what was
2: keeping it upright. Okay, so you're saying – no, this is really good. So you're saying that the house that Margaret built – yes once margaret is dead the house has no reason to stand yes oh that's hot i love it Maggle. that is hot
0: yeah it's hugely symbolic and instead of leaving carrie chooses to stay and die with it
2: and that's fucking tragic that is it sad is as hell.
0: fucking tragic but it's a reflection of
2: how she's lived her entire life rather can you really consider carrie to be an innocent at this point though i mean she did kill the entire graduating senior class
0: (laughs) you know what i think that carrie retains her innocence simply because her actions were forced Her mother forced her into this tiny, tiny little box from the day that she was born. She had no freedom. She had no ability to think and act for herself. When she finally got a small taste of that freedom, the people that she was surrounded by betrayed her utterly. Her was forced. Okay. Okay. I
2: I can see that. I can see that. I'm not so sure that still denotes any kind of innocence, because I think she knew what she was doing, but I'll agree with you that it was forced.
0: I think she was a sick little girl, and I think she snapped.
2: Well, but that's what I thought about Emily Rose, and you gave me hell for that.
0: (laughs) We're not talking about demon possession. (laughs) We're talking about a psychotic, psychic episode. And I think that she retained and kind of absolved herself a little bit in the end, and it it was sad, and it's it's just a really pathetic kind of ending, but she chose to stay. She pulled her mother into the closet, and she stayed with her until the bitter end. Who else did she have? Exactly. She had nobody else. After Tommy got,
2: (laughs) after he literally kicked the bucket, you know, and the gym teacher was not reliable.
0: It was the only other person in her life that she trusted. Was Tommy and the gym teacher, and they died in that episode. Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I need a drink, like right fucking now. But right. Let's, but let's talk about let's talk about that ending. Let's talk about that weird ass tacked on <laughs> ending. <laughs> Jesus, and you know what?
0: I can't help but think that kind of set the stage for all of the 80 slasher films that followed.
2: You're not (laughs) wrong. You're not wrong.
0: Everybody was like, fuck yes, we're going to do that at the end of our movie. So Uh. poor Sue, poor fucking Sue, Uh. who escaped the gym barely because she was kicked out right before Carrie went into her psychotic episode. Hair
2: like a clamshell.
0: Hair like a clamshell, Sue, is at home just in shock and traumatized, and her mother is nursing her back to health. She has this nightmare. There's this nightmare sequence where she is in this beautiful, long, flowing white gown, and she's carrying flowers up to where Carrie's house stood. Now, of course, the house is not there anymore. It collapsed under the weight of evil Margaret's demise.
2: It's the, so... it's the opposite of poltergeist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she, in the stream sequence, she walks down the street carrying these flowers and walks up to the vacant gravel lot that is now there. And there is a sign, a for-sale sign, which is really fucking optimistic. <laughs> There's a, a for-sale sign shoved down into the gravel in the middle of this empty lot. This is a unique fixer-upper opportunity. It is indeed. <laughs> it's a re- build to suit. You know? <laughs> But it says for sale across it, and it's like this white cross-shaped sign, and somebody has spray-painted in black. Carrie White burns in hell, and it has an arrow pointing down (laughs) towards the gravel. So Dream (sighs) Sue walks up to this cross, and she lays her flowers on the ground there as, you know, in remembrance of Carrie, and this bloody hand comes flying up out of the gravel and grabs Sue's arm before she can let go of the flowers. <laughs> and She wakes up screaming and her mother grabs her. and is like, it's okay. I'm here. I'm here. And she just keeps screaming wide eyed terror, staring into her bedroom, but still seeing this nightmare scene where Carrie came
2: up out of the ground and grabbed her. It's okay, honey. It's okay, honey. It's not okay. It's, it's, it's not, not okay. It is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is so not okay.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, my God. Well, shit. That's yeah. uh... I guess that's it. That's uh, Carrie.
0: <laughs> uh... <laughs> pick it up for Carrie. <laughs> so I guess at this point, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back with Act 3 of Kiss the Goat. Hang with us.
3: Black Annis Horror Podcast. The podcast that will change your life forever. That is not what... that's
0: not... no.
3: Intense.
0: This is going to be filled with spoilers.
5: So insightful that you will question your place in the universe.
0: I don't like gore.
5: Mind-blowing.
0: Repetition of the repetition is that a word? That is now a word.
2: Inspiring.
0: It's almost like a little
2: advertisement. Life changing. It's one of two things
3: all the way through: either predictable or stupid. Black Anna's horror podcast, exclusively available on the Legion Podcast Network.
2: Welcome back to Kiss the Goat, and it is time for America's favorite game of. Games about games and stuff. Three questions. Three questions.
4: Stop! Stop. Who would cross the bridge of death must answer me these questions. Three. And the other side, he
2: First question. Why do you think the League of Decency condemned Carrie? Titties and minstrel blood. Well, fuck. I don't even have an answer better than that.
0: And psychic powers, because those are of the devil.
2: Psychic powers, misrepresentation of scripture, um, dancing. Killing <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Catholics dance. Do they dance? Yeah, they're not fucking Mennonites. Catholics oh, dance. right, right, okay. So I shouldn't have even said that. I apologize to the Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> I tease the Catholics. I tease. Yeah, so I guess there's plenty of
0: reasons why the Catholics may have condemned this movie. Yeah, I can see that. It's not really, you know, it's not Bambi. Yeah, right? I mean, you've got, you've got this <laughs> psychotic woman that's supposed to love Jesus killing people and killing her daughter, and then you've got this daughter who's bleeding and showing her tits. And
2: Well, the only... She didn't... <laughs> I, I, she didn't kill anybody. Margaret didn't kill anybody. She stabbed Carrie, but that's not what killed her.
0: That's true. She did try to kill Carrie, though.
2: She—it was attempted murder, but she didn't. She didn't do it.
0: Right. Okay. Fair enough.
2: All right. I gave it.
0: So, question two: How many horns high do you
2: give Carrie? Oh Jesus! How many are there? I mean, out of six. Six. Fucking six. It doesn't really matter what kind of parameters you give me. One out of, you know, what? 9,000? It's a 9,000. <laughs> it's Ric Flair. It's even, even even as a Stephen King adaptation, with the changes they had to make, and going from that weird kind of epistolary style that King used, De Palma achieves that with the split-screen effects and everything else. So even as an adaptation, it's just fucking aces. And mm-hmm. Like I said, the more I watch it, the more I get out of it. I fucking love this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you. I give this six horns high. Um, I have loved this movie for years. The first time I saw it, I cackled and I cringed. And How I... old
2: were you? How old were you?
0: Oh, Jesus.
2: Were you... Were you a teenager?
0: No, I was an adult when okay. I saw this okay. movie for the first time. But, you know, I've seen it that blue million times since then. I watch it alone. I watch it with you. I watch it in a house. I watch it with a mouse. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will watch Carrie. <laughs> Here <item>. and there. <laughs> and, yeah, I fucking love this movie so goddamn much. And... Uh, there's just so much to it that is, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, so six horns high, totally, all the way around. It's at the top of my list.
2: All right, finally, question number three. Why should our listeners watch Carrie, or should they?
0: If my rating and my rant about how much I love this movie did not answer this question, I don't know how else to say it. Yes, watch this fucking movie. If you haven't seen it, Why haven't you seen this movie? Watch Terry.
2: I have a real love-hate relationship with De Palma, and I've said this hundreds of times in hundreds of places. Sometimes his directorial style just fucking crawls up my ass, and sometimes I love it. This movie, it works. It is so good for me. I really enjoy his work on this film. And here's the thing about Carrie. and this is something I wanted to bring up the thing that I think works and makes this movie actually, you know, for a mainstream film, it was a big hit in 76. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people want to see this. This movie is so subversive <laughs> and it is subversive because this movie shows women as totally different from men, practically just another, they're like a fucking alien race. The men in this movie are, um, objectified they are just stereotypical people and they are the weak ones in this movie the women are completely in power and they manipulate the idiot men in their lives billy billy to do whatever they want them to do so when carrie discovers her power and it's in her own way obviously she doesn't manipulate men but she does manipulate objects and fire Mm -hmm. sharp things and it's almost like you wonder if the point of the movie is that what carrie becomes and what she allows herself to be a a vessel for is that like the next step like some kind of weird violent militant level of self-awareness there's a lot to be said about do we still have the battle of yeah we do the battle of the sexes is worse than ever it was you know? Well, whether you're spending some time in your prayer closet or waiting
0: to see if you're going to get crowned queen of the prom, you're going to get thirsty at some point. So, aren't you glad you're listening to us? Because it's time for America's favorite drinking game, Drinking with the Devil, where your love of movies meets your
2: disdain for your own liver. Drink! Every time the gym teacher hits, slaps, or curses at a student. <laughs>
0: Drink every time we see William Cat's charming, blindingly
2: bright smile. Drink every time Piper Laurie quotes scripture incorrectly. What was that shit about the raven? <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's so fucking weird. No.
0: Drink every time Nancy Allen says Billy while she's <laughs> blowing John
2: Travolta in the car. Billy. Billy.
0: Billy. Billy.
2: Oh, God. I've seen some bad blowjobs in my life, but good Lord. Anyway, our final Grandmaster Challenge drink every time Carrie says, (laughs) No, Mama. No, Mama. No, Mama. No,
0: Mama. Well, now that you're good and hammered, (laughs) let's go ahead and play America's favorite game of questioning and answering. Ask the GOAT, where we answer your questions and you question our answers.
3: Puss in your love letter.
4: Straight from my heart, fucker. You know what a love letter is? It's a bullet from a fucking gun, fucker. You receive a love letter from me. You're
3: fucked forever.
2: All right. uh, right. I've got to find where this is and what I'm doing. Find the list. Where's the list of questions? It is in the... Ask the goat. It's better than yours. I teach you. I, teach
1: you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was helping with the sniffing. I appreciate that. that That's was, the smell. That was good. All right. Our first question on Ask the Goat comes from Thomas S Flowers III. Tommy wants to know if you could be a woodland critter. <laughs> what would said critter be?
0: If you could be a woodland critter, yes. Well, um, honestly, have always been fascinated by raccoons.
2: Okay, that's cool.
0: Yeah, so I would totally be a raccoon because you know they wash and that's awesome because <laughs> I'm all about the washing. Uh, and just that one part of your leg over and over again. Yeah, no, not quite that obsessively, <laughs> but. It, particularly where food is involved, that's that's the whole raccoon thing. They wash their food, and I think that's smart. Um, And they wear those little cute masks. I like it. They're in black and gray, and they have masks. They're like little furry superheroes.
2: I would be Rabbity the Rabbit.
0: Rabbity the Rabbit.
2: Yes, because after Porcupiney gives birth to the Antichrist... <laughs> The other woodland critters eat his flesh and have an orgy in his blood. <laughs> and that's how I want to go out. That's how I want to go. So I would be rabbit
0: Killed for a blood orgy? Yes. I can respect that.
2: Thank you. I thought maybe you could. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Our next question is two-part question. Chuck Knight always asks us really hard questions. And sometimes no. that's cool. And sometimes I'm drunk. So, two-part question. What is the strongest, best devil movie you haven't covered yet, and what is the weakest devil movie you have covered?
0: Let's see. The strongest, best devil movie we have not covered yet is The Exorcist, and we are saving that for a special episode.
2: Right on. Exactly right.
0: Um, the weakest that we have covered, in my opinion, is that fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, End of Days. Really? Oh, Jesus. Oh, I yeah. strongly
2: disagree. Well. I mean, I didn't okay. like it, but Gabriel Burns amazing in that.
0: Well, that's true. It did have Gabriel Burns in it.
2: Um, my answer is Night Train to Terror. <laughs>
0: I forgot we did that one.
2: I just <laughs> got something to do. No, baby. God damn it. How about you. Song. Come on dance with me dance with me. Dance with me dance with me.
1: Come on dance with me dance with me.
2: You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think I blocked that from my
2: memory on purpose. You know what? I would not blame you if you did, because you're trying to save yourself from further mental I anguish. Can't
0: save myself.
2: <laughs> Blocking out nitrate to terror seems like the right thing to do.
0: And you know what's really sad is the fact that the first thing I remember about End of Days is that it was fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, like. It was so bad that I completely forgot. Oh, yeah, that was Gabriel Burns. He's fucking hot. That was Gabriel <laughs> Burns pissing
2: gasoline. <laughs> What's not amazing uh, about Gabriel Burns
0: pissing gas? Okay, yep. I changed my vote. You're right. Not I passing gas,
2: pissing gas. Pissing.
0: <laughs> There's a difference.
2: There Some is, it, mind you, but it's there. All right. Um, As you know, Sin always throws us a few questions. Bless her for that. Uh, Her first question is, what the hell did I eat? Chocolate
0: covered crickets.
2: That's a good one. I'm going to go with curry kebabs. Peyote pizza. (laughs) She does live in the desert. With some mushroom tea? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why not?
2: Grilled cactus. (laughs) Do a grill cactus? I don't know. Can you eat that shit? It's succulent. hmm. Cindy's next question is, I recently discovered that some people believe that demons can be sexually transmitted. (laughs) Your thoughts on this? Also, are condoms demon-proof? And what about dental dams? Or should I say dams? Well, I I will I will admit to this.
0: There have been a few times during sex when I sounded like I was possessed by demons. So that's <laughs> entirely possible.
2: We've been talking about this way too much this weekend. there has <laughs> been a lot of sex noise conversation in our house. There has
0: been. What's up with that? I don't know.
2: <laughs> we should just start recording shit for the show. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, there was a movie last year called It Follows, which was pretty much about demons being sexually transmitted. The problem is that movie's a piece of shit. I know a lot of people loved it. Cootie and I did not. We were angry when we were finished watching it because I've seen home movies that were better, so.
0: I kept waiting for the payoff, man. I kept waiting for it, and it was all, like, building up suspense and then just kind of falling flat it was kind of like when you're on the verge of orgasm and you're like yes 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 oh really why did you change rhythm now you just totally fucked that up
2: yeah so it follows as like an edging movie that's really all it is and then ruins it yeah ruined orgasm um so i don't know i guess maybe demons can be sexually transmitted i don't see why not it'd have to be like a very specific demon though you know who's got a dick demon
0: i've left a few relationships feeling like i had the devil on my tail so why not
2: okay well i'm gonna go for it um also are condoms demon proof um only if they're the lambskin ones thank you so much matthew tangent has a question he has two questions actually This first one was, if you were to be thrown into one of the movies you have reviewed, which would you pick?
0: I wouldn't mind being in with Gabriel Byrne as Satan. That would be cool, now that we've been talking about him for the last ten minutes. Do you
2: dislike that threesome where everybody blurs together into one giant, throbbing mass of flesh?
0: Yes. Yes, I do.
2: All right, that's fair. Having said that, I would go into The Devil's Advocate because... A, I'd be a rich lawyer, and B, I'd be banging Charlize Theron. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you get to talk, but I don't. I didn't say that. <laughs> Plus, at the end, I get to sh- I get to shoot myself, and then I come back to life, and I'm still banging Charlize Theron.
0: Boom. Charlize Theron is hot.
2: Fuck yeah, Charlize.
5: Yeah. I've I'm always
2: sorry. Not. I I would have to demand a celebrity <laughs> pass for that. I would too. That's fair. <laughs> if we're lucky, we could just make that a wash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew's second question is, what does a soul taste like? Sangria. Chicken.
0: Both good answers.
2: Yeah. All right, then. Maybe chicken basted with sangria? Is that a thing?
0: Well, the pear will.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Marinate that shit.
0: <laughs> I'm for it.
2: All right. Our next question is Oh, from Joseph Patruzziello. What does our Dark Lord think of Fox's Crap Fest series, Lucifer? We haven't watched it. Nope. Because <laughs> making Lucifer be a private investigator in LA is stupid. <laughs> That's like having Jesus managing the electronics department at Walmart and making a TV show out of it.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I got to think that the Dark Lord is is just like any publicity is good publicity. So, yeah, whatever keeps his name on people's lips and in their minds and on their
2: hearts, bring it. That's what the Satanic Temple is for. (laughs) That's what Ash Ashtaroth is doing in New York right now. (laughs) shout out to you ash you're my buddy that's right okay let's see tommy's back with another question he says if i could have one superpower what would it be and why i want Cooney to answer too.
0: what (laughs) that's
2: what he says
0: i always answer unless it's some fucking like movie geek specific requiring exes encyclopedic (laughs) knowledge i always answer So, yeah. Kiss my ass, Tommy. Um, (laughs) I'll do respect and shit.
1: So, if I
0: had a superpower, what would it be? I have asked this question before because I have been asked by other people. I would want the power of invisibility. Because there are days when I just want all y'all motherfuckers to leave me alone and I want to be able to be invisible. Not to mention I could, you know, watch people doing shit that they would not necessarily want me to watch otherwise, and I would get a kick out of, because I have a voyeuristic streak.
2: It will probably come as no surprise that my answer is exactly the same, and for the same reasons. (laughs) I I don't want to fly. I fucking hate to fly, if I'm honest. Don't want to fly. Don't want telekinesis, I don't want to be able to set fires with my mind, but I do want to walk into someone's home and watch them masturbate while they're not aware that I'm there.
0: Right? Or just take a shower. something yeah Or you know i want to watch the kinky sex that they have and they don't want anybody in their lives to know that they actually you know like to wear gimp masks and take it up the ass by two men at once that's the shit i want to see
2: same here who do we know that has a giant black rubber fist dildo and we would never guess
0: (laughs) exactly
1: that's what i
2: want to find out that's the kind of shit i'm into so yes invisibility that's the bomb (laughs) Joseph Nance's. Josie. <laughs> Sorry, I fucked up your name, Josie. I'm <laughs> drunk. I just put all enemy mine on your ass. <laughs> Mickey Ma. Beautiful. Uh, Josie wants to know what products or services were most certainly designed by the devil, aside from the Comcast customer service hotline? Oh. Now, Cindy says underwire bras and high heels.
0: I, I totally agree with the underwire bra thing. Um, I kind of like high heels, but they don't agree with me at middle age. So,
2: um, They look great. They may not feel great, honey, but you look great in them. Oh, they're hot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Can't disagree with that. So I'm going to go with um, bras. And tampons.
2: Tampons? Yeah. This is probably not the place to discuss this, because I know you don't like them, but I've never really understood why.
0: Because I don't like shoving a wad of cotton at my twat for several
2: hours. It's just... Okay. No, no, that's fair. That's... that's... Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have always found them uncomfortable, and I don't trust them, and, you know. See, and that's my point.
2: We were in the grocery store earlier tonight, Acolytes, and there was a tampon that we found that was called a 360. And I'm like, (laughs) how is it not? What's like a 180 where it's just like flat (laughs) on one side? (laughs) Stupid. I don't understand any of that because I don't have a vagina.
0: And if you did, you would not to want to shove a wad of cotton up in it.
2: Probably not, but I would probably play with the applicator for a few minutes. That's fair. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do I have an answer? For... <laughs> I don't even know if I have an answer. Wait, what was the question again? Oh, yeah. uh, products designed uh, by the devil. Uh, let's see. Non-twist-off bottle caps. <laughs> and uh, fishing reels. Fishing reels? Dude, you ever try to fucking put new fishing line on a fishing reel? It's awful. It makes knitting look easy. Oh,
0: no, I've never tried that.
2: Oh, it's the worst. I hate it. So, yeah, fishing reels. I mean, I don't fish much. That's true. Not since I was a kid, but just like, oh, my God, it's just awful. So much string-like stuff. not happy with that all right fair enough misty marchant our friend from the black anise podcast which misty which you should be listening to Mm -hmm. after you get done with our show of course of course what should i put inside the summoning circle if i want to summon motivation
0: if i say sangria again are you gonna laugh at me
2: me no (laughs) what what about the head of tony robbins
0: oh that's a good one too (laughs)
2: A vibrator, maybe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Sangria, a vibrator, and the head of Tony Robbins.
0: Now it's a party.
2: Yeah, it is. (laughs) Boy, if we can get the asshole of Deepak Chopra in there, we're good to go. (laughs) Our next one is from our beautiful friend, Vanessa McHenry. Vanessa wants to know, when you kiss the goat, what does the orgasm sound like?
0: Meh something like that (laughs) so basically really obnoxious
2: yeah it's really loud yeah wakes the neighbors they call the cops
0: yeah and then you're standing there in your underwear trying to explain that nobody's dead yet
2: it's like an old lloyd kaufman movie it's terrible (laughs) And our final question for Ask the Go tonight comes again from Tommy Flowers. And Tommy wants to know simply why. Tommy's been active this episode, huh? Yes. All right.
0: Kudos to you, Tommy. Um why? The cause? Why my, not?
2: That was my answer. Yeah, why not? Why not? That seems right for people who <laughs> as you've learned tonight have voyeuristic tendencies and don't like tampons.
0: Why not? Boom. All right, oh. kids. I think that's going to do it <laughs> <laughs> for this episode of Kiss the Goat.
2: <laughs> we really hope you enjoyed the prom. Yeah. Thanks, as always, to Bo. He's th- he's the king of my prom.
0: Yay.
2: Bo Ransel at Legion Podcast for giving us a bully pulpit from which to spew our filth.
0: Yeah, guys, remember to join our Facebook group. Do a search for Kiss the Goat on Facebook, and Facebook's going to direct you to our Facebook group, in, really in the most Facebooky way possible, because, you know, Facebook and Facebook.
2: Also, check out our Kiss the Goat store and our updated website at kissthegoat.com. Buy stuff from us, because that means we get money. And that would be cool as as hell. Oh, yeah.
0: And thanks to all of you for listening, really, for spreading the word and making sure everybody gets a big, fat skull full of Kiss the Goat.
2: I want to say one more thing uh, before we wind this up. I have a new podcast that is also on the Legion Podcast Network, and we would really appreciate it if you would join uh, myself, Tommy Flowers, and Duncan Ralston. Mm-hmm. as we have the podcast that is called Screen Kings, and that is three writers talking about the film adaptations of Stephen King books.
0: Is it screen with an N like Nancy or M like Mary?
2: No, it is screen like, like it's on the screen, like Stephen <sighs> King on the screen. because oh. So they're screen kings. Scenes? All
0: this time, I thought you were saying "Scream Kings," like "Scream Queens," only kings, and yeah, how does I was.
2: That, how does that make any sense? I have no idea. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't but <coughs> vodka. <laughs> no, but it's "Scream Kings." Please give us a listen. We have a Facebook group, also. Please come and join that. Duncan's administrating that right now. And um, it's a good time We're having really a lot of fun with it We're going through all the movies chronologically Fun. So please listen to that And as always By the gods thanks to all of you For listening And that's it We're drunk <laughs> We're going to go to midnight mass What we are Well by that I mean we're going to watch TV And I'm going to braid my pubic hair
0: Oh okay that's better Like pippy long Longstocking
2: for this night's over <laughs>
0: yeah my name is Zax and I'm Cootie. Hell Satan. There you go. <laughs>
5: it's the smell!
0: <laughs> they can smell it! Wasn't there a Stone Temple Pilots song like that? I think there was. Oh my god. When
2: dogs begin to smell. <laughs> Based on Carrie Now we know
0: yeah, Now we know Thank you Scott <laughs> God rest them.
2: Indeed Ugh. What are we doing? Are we peeing? Um I'm a No pe- water sports for oh. us <laughs> Hey we're gonna cut all this shit out Because I can't Because I forgot to pull this up Ahead of time
1: <laughs> She's like an <like> Agent Smith <laughs>
2: The <laughs> smell, the <To> stink of <laughs> humanity. You gotta do the eyebrow.
0: Right. I don't have the sunglasses on. <laughs> That's true. I don't think I don't think you, don't think you I, can stretch them as high as he can I either. cannot
2: do a Hugo weaving eyebrow.
0: His eyebrows go up like to his hairline. It's so he impressive.
2: He's amazing. He is amazing.
0: You're going to get thirsty at some point. I can guarantee <laughs> you. So aren't you glad you're listening to us? Because now it is time for America's favorite drinking game, Drinking With The Devil, where your love of movies meets, meets your disdain for your own liver. I can barely say that.
2: Meet, you want to try it again? Meets meets meets
1: <laughs> yeah, let me see
0: if I can say that better. <laughs> it was great, except for when I said nits instead of meats. Yeah, well, even
2: that, yeah, well.
0: <laughs> Do you have a vibrator
2: going? No,
0: they're bucket.
2: Jesus, I heard that all the way out here in the living room. <laughs>
0: Sorry, was I a little over-enthusiastic with that?
2: That was a, a little bit. It's okay. It just sounded like, like eight women screaming, plug it up. No big deal.
0: <laughs> well,
2: then, there you go. Right? How could that be bad? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Five, four. You can also join her Facebook group, Modern Wix uh, 3 2 You can also join her Facebook group Modern Wix 3 2 I have this phone shoved up my ass Can you hear me? Well
0: Senator 10 Cruz has Did I call him 10? I know what you're thinking Where can I get more sin? Well, I'll tell you (laughs) Sorry, go ahead
2: (laughs) No, no Fuck, I fucked that up Do that over <laughs> Shit Sorry. I'm still really laughing
0: Five, four,
3: three <laughs> And I feel <laughs> so much depends
2: on your mother <laughs> But is she praying in your bedroom <laughs> I could I could do this whole
1: thing.
2: <laughs> I could do the whole fucking thing. Uh, Welcome back to Kiss the Goat, and it's time for America's favorite game of games about games and stuff. Three questions. Three questions. Three questions. First question. Why do you think the Legion of, Legion League? Why do you think those? <laughs>
0: why do you think the Legion of Doom? <laughs>
2: Why would hawk and animal hate Carrie? (laughs) (laughs) What does does Paul Ellering think? Oh, God. Let's try that again.
0: It's also Mercury Retrograde.
5: Yeah, fuck Mercury Retrograde. I wish there was a way to exclude certain things from showing up on my Facebook feed, certain, like, words, like, Mercury Retrograde (laughs) and cannabis cures (laughs) and (laughs) causes autism (laughs)
2: Oh, <laughs> Won't even have to change a lot of it. You know, shit like these are the eyes of disarray. Fuck yeah, they are. Yep. They are huge. They are creepy. Creepy,
1: scary, creepy,
0: scary. creepy carry Creepy carry Creepy
1: carry,
0: carry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn, this movie.
2: Oh, love it, love it, love it.
0: Plug it up!
2: Plug
1: it
0: up!
2: let me hit it I got the comeback
0: I know after third break that's you that's all I was going to say is we're coming back after the third break
2: okay just to help you remember I, well, I appreciate that
0: you probably already knew that
2: I'm buzzed but I'm not that buzzed yep
0: <laughs>
2: I know where I'm at in the show three two Welcome to Kiss the Goat, this is episode 33, and welcome to it. Wow. See, that was a joke.
0: Oh. (laughs) I was like, wait, you said you weren't that buzzed. (laughs) (laughs) Liar, liar.
2: (laughs) Boom, boom, double guns, boom, boom. Bang, bang. Catch you later, bang, bang. Oh my god. (laughs) Five. Five. Four, three, <sighs> really? What? Are you not muting for vaping?
0: I, you were in the count. You weren't gonna come. I stopped by the <laughs> time. Don't give me shit.